episode is brought to you by Studio headphones offering style and technology. Let Studio Sound Peace be your elegant companion. Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best lives every day. Welcome back to the Brunch and Slay podcast. It's me, Amira, and today I have a woman, another woman in tech who's killing it, who's paving the way for us all. You're going to love her energy and her spirit because she is definitely, I don't, I don't think she's ever met a stranger either. You know, I say that all the time about me, but she is the Director of Strategic Partnership and Sponsorship for Black Tech Control, the founder of Bet Deck, which is something you guys have heard me talk about. Uh, business developer by day, mama by night, and around the way girl at heart, Miss Enovia Bedford. Hello. Hello, hello. You said Black Tech Control, which I like, but we're Black Tech Charlotte. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> I knew that too. And it's written down right here. That's how, you know, y'all sometimes a girl works 12, 13 hours and still does the podcast. So forgive me. Please forgive me. You was listening to Janet. You was like, Control. That's my jam. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, so hello. Welcome to the show. Hi, hi, hi. I'm happy to be here. I'm so glad that, we, that we're able to connect and everybody's going to be able to learn from you and learn a little bit about all these hats you wear, man. You know, you hear it all the time. We wear a billion different hats, but you really are like not just wearing them, but you're killing in all these different areas. Oh, thank you. I um, feel like I am usually being killed. I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I wear many hats. Um, One of my hats is I still uh, have a day job where I do uh, small business loans for small businesses um, in the Charlotte area. So that's um, an awesome part of my life where I get to speak to entrepreneurs on a daily basis. So I'm um, really excited by that. And then I have Black Tech Charlotte, um, which I do the sponsorship and partnerships for, which started out as a, most of my businesses and things start off as like a phone conversation or an iMessage. Usually it's an iMessage from me and my computer um, to my friends. It's like, hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. Um, it it came about right after Keith Lamont Scott was killed in Charlotte and um, the city was literally on fire and my business partner was in DC on a press tour and she calls me and I was seven months pregnant with a baby boy and I'm like hysterical because all I can think about is what am I going to tell my son when he's a certain age that you know people are just not going to like him because he's a black man and I'm like crying and she's like I wish we could do something you know that's impactful. And she's like, let's just try and figure out how to get like-minded individuals in Charlotte together that are in tech fields so we can make an economic impact here. Because that's really, that's what needs to happen. If we start hitting the pockets and, you know, change the way that um, we've been looking at our own finances and get more skin in the game, that's the only way that it's Mm going to change. Because, you know, the people that are being affected by this, I'm I'm the daughter of an attorney. in New York and you know if something happened to me it would be a different conversation because my mother has those relationships mm-hmm. you know like it's it's, it's gonna go down yeah. so you know how yeah. can we 
bring, you know, everybody, you know, all of our people up on this level. So she's like, well, let's, you know, have this event to see who we get out in Charlotte and start these, you know, important conversations. She's like, I'm just going to call it Black Tech Charlotte. So the tech folks in Charlotte know to come out. So um, we, you know, I was a marketing director at a restaurant group at the time. And I was like, well, we got chicken wings for days. We're going to have some chicken. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Use your resources, people. You know Use your resources. I was my own sponsor, which happens a lot. I was like, I'm sponsoring this event. Um, convinced my boss, like, we need to sponsor this event because, you know, I think it'll be impactful. And um, took a little budget, bought some uh, some wine. We had a Kambuka sponsor that was local. We had a brewery that was local. Um, Luma, they do the, um, it's kind of like amplifying your Wi-Fi. Um, so they, there are these Luma devices um, and they, sent us some devices we had bags and we were like well you know probably 30 people will show up and we had like 75 rsvps and we're like who are these people okay so we opened the rsvp list up yeah and we had 140 people come to this first event that we just decided to throw um so we put up whiteboards and asked people in charlotte what do you need from charlotte and the biggest thing was access to capital training programs and classes and um workforce development like you know how do i career map and get that C-suite level position. So that's how we uh, decided to go about for our 2018 for Black Tech Charlotte, um, which is this membership platform that we rolled out, which I'll talk about later. Um, but <laughs> And then um, the founder in VetDeck, um, with my sponsorship background, I felt that it was time for me to scale. And I felt that when brands were coming to me asking me what I was working on, I was like, oh, is this a real thing? Do brands reach out to people? Like, what you got cooking over there? We want in. <laughs> when they know you do good work, they do, right? When they know you do good work. It, it, I mean, that's why relationship building is so important because brands reached out to me like, well, what do you have going on? And I was like, well, let me figure out how I can take this to the next level. And that's where Beck Deck comes in, where it's um, a platform that matches events with brands. So I think that's, and I'm a mama. My baby is 15, almost 15 months now. Oh um, yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome. It's gone by so fast. No, I mean you just said a mouthful. There's so many questions just for us to say. <laughs> I mean, Sorry, I don't I'm like no, that's cool. That's cool. So let's talk a little bit about your background and then we'll dive into some of these other things. So you're from New York, you kind of mentioned that. I'm from New York. I'm from Queens. Queens, okay. And then what brought you to freaking Charlotte? What made you go? Most most people from the East Coast do not they always say down south. They don't want to go down south. They certainly don't want to live down south. What got you there? It's totally down south living. Um, <laughs> I I wanted to have change at the end of the month. <laughs> that's, man, that's real. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, this is great. Um, you know, I when I think about my friends and my network in Charlotte, I do know some people that owns prop that own property. My mom owns property. For the majority of the people that I know, like you are living to survive. You know, it's like people making six figures and have to have roommates because rent is so high. And um, I needed to change. I never really loved, loved New York like some people do. My teen years, I was kind of like, okay, what's next? And then in my 20s and my 30s, I was like, oh, I just don't like it. Like, I'm not staying here. (laughs) I just don't. I just didn't like it. Um, My anxiety was really bad (laughs) in New York. I was like, I got to get out of here. So um, my business partner was in Charlotte at the time and um, she was at Uber and I was um, with a beverage company in New York at the time. And uh, I was like, when this contract is over, I'm getting out of here. And then it kept getting extended. <laughs> and I was like, once this is over, I'm leaving. She's like, come to Charlotte. So um, at the time I was consulting 
for sponsorship for this company funding post at planned events for entrepreneurs to meet VC and angel investors. Um, so being a person who loves small businesses and loves working with entrepreneurs and, you know, it's fascinated by the funding world. It was a great, um, place for me to be. And I talked to the CEO and I was like, listen, you guys don't have a city. Um, Charlotte isn't launched as a city. There were 24 cities at the time. And I was like, can I launch Charlotte as the 25th city? And I told him my plans and he's like, absolutely. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, so I close mouths don't get fed. Uh-huh. Keep going. Closed <laughs> mouths do not get fed, <laughs> you know, and I, I find my fruitfulness in the holes. Like that's how I've been able to be valuable in whatever I do. I figure out what the holes are and I fill them. And usually mm-hmm. holes are the things that people don't want to do or don't mm-hmm. like to do. And it just so happens a lot of the holes are things that I like to do. So <laughs> I'm like, hey, I can go, you know, start this from ground up. Um, and that my first event here with that, I had 120 people, um, mostly white males, which was interesting. But that's who was in their database. Right. And that's and, now, and when you think of VCs, that's what you think of. I mean, that's who's getting the money. So that's who, and that's who they're giving the money to. So mm-hmm. one of my first contacts here, um, I went to their uh, pitch event tonight, was City Startup Labs, run by Mr. Henry Rock. And um, at first, the program was for uh, young African American males. I think uh, college age, so like eighteen to to twenty four. And the panelists that I had, one of them, Don Rainey, he's on like MSNBC Daily, and he. Uh, works with a billion dollars a day is how much yeah he has over a billion dollars in management um in fund management and he was one of my panelists and I had uh, people from Red Ventures which is a huge company here and I had all these great resources that normally our community doesn't have access to so um and it's run very much like Shark Tank people get up and pitch um you know we go over the different funding options, everybody speaks, you know, and you can ask some questions. And when, as Mr. Henry Rock's boys are coming in, I'm like, put them on the line to pitch because they're going to have to get used to this. And I let all of them black boys pitch. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> somebody's got to be in the corner, right? Somebody's got to be. Somebody, you know, so um, that's what I, I came to Charlotte to do. And through that, I was really able to enter the startup community here and, um, you know, see the holes and see see a lack for diversity and that you know was one of the things that black tech was birthed from um there are all these great companies here and when we look at the tech talent it's very it's very one-sided so yeah that's how i ended up in charlotte and i'm not leaving (laughs) (laughs) you know i have heard so many things about it i'm trying to i don't think i've ever been to charlotte um so that's definitely on my list of someplace for us to go i think it'd be a great Great visit trip. yes i will I, that, now that i know you of course that I, I can just totally see us cutting up and having a good time. oh my gosh it would be, uh, <laughs> you bring the baby we go hang out so okay so now you've mentioned sponsorship a lot and i really want to talk about that because that's what you do for uh black tech charlotte and you are already killing it and you already like way almost close to your goal for the year yeah so we we've talked about it you and i've talked about it offline we've talked about it and i've even had uh enovia she vetted my deck my first my second deck i think yeah now i'm on like my fourth or fifth so (laughs) so yeah she's she's the real deal real business i want to know how you even got started in that so let's talk about that a little bit and give people an idea because i know people don't understand they a lot of times people think 
uh, without relationships, you're going to just, and every once in a while it happens, you might just send a bomb ass deck and you get that $100,000 on the first go, but that's really not how it works. So tell us a little bit about how you first started uh, and then we'll go into a couple more questions about it. Yeah, I, um, when I was probably about 16, one of my mom's really good friends had a production company and I would intern and work for her all the time. Um, while I had regular jobs, my, my background background is, is in fashion. I was FIT for jewelry design. So I did that for, um, for many moons. Um, but along that route is when I found out that marketing was the part of it that I liked the most. So I would like, uh, forever 21 used to, used to pull a lot of samples for us to buy and Walmart. I used to do whole walls of jewelry for them. And um, basically how I would design was, I'm like, oh, this is a bestseller. Let me recolor it. And I would just do little things like that. And there were people in my company that could design me under the table, but I had the marketing aspect down. So I always was able to use that. So when I was working at the production company, I would pull, you know, what I, what I knew about marketing and pull it into that when it came to receiving sponsorship. So when we were working on a film or if we were producing it, a party, you know, I would watch how uh, my mentor worked and she was very meticulous and I would use my marketing experience to back her up. So we were, you know, pulling in deals left and right. And I was like, this is cool. Companies are going to give us money to have this party. Like, this is awesome. Um, and in my, in my 20s, I really started honing in on that and made a business of it. So I asked, um, I would, I would have amazing parties, even my 25th birthday party, according to my partner. She was like, I've never seen anybody do a party like that. Like you had sponsors for your personal birthday party. <laughs> and, it was, and it was, I mean, she's like, you're not a celebrity, but it was people I knew at brands. And I'm like, yeah, I'm having this party. This is who, who's coming. These are my friends. These are my targets. And they're like, oh, we'll give you a case. We'll give you this. We'll provide food. Um, so people would always ask me at parties or like my mom. She's an attorney and she's part of an organization and I would get them sponsors. I like, you know, for friends and, and small companies and people would always ask me how I did it. So one day I was like, well, I'm going to ask like 20 people if they know how to secure a sponsorship. And then that's what I'm going to, I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do with it. And 18 of the people said no. And I was like, really? So this is like a real thing. <laughs> this, this, like asking people for money is like a real skill. And that's when I started looking it, into it even more. And I was like, oh, okay yeah, let me take this a little bit more serious. Um, so one of my first clients was Russell Simmons before all the scandalous stuff um, has come about. Um, he, his team was a pleasure to work with. And I did uh, his Argyle Culture Fashion Show and I did Art for Life um, in the Hamptons. And I worked on a bunch of different events for them. And like my gift bags were coming in at $1,000 a pop for a gift bag. There would be watches and facial sets and all kinds of crazy stuff in there. So from there, I would get... Um, a lot of referrals. So even now I've, I had an uh, official website, but none of my business came through my website. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I had like one, I think person through my website. <laughs> it just um, makes you legit though. It just, you know, they need to know right. your address. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, I ask the people like my case studies, but everybody else is through word of mouth and they will hit me at my Gmail email address. Like, <laughs> Hey, I heard about you from from X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, okay. Um, so even now I get a, like two to three inquiries a week of people who, who want to work with me. So yeah, it's been, it's been quite an interesting journey, but um, I've worked on both sides of securing sponsorship and being a marketer that delegates, that allocates the sponsorship. So I know exactly what, you know, 
mm-hmm. looking for, depending on what kind of brand it is. I'm like, oh, I know what they're looking for. I know mm-hmm. what they're looking for. So it makes it, it makes it a lot easier to pitch to people when you know what they're looking for. And I think that that's what is missing in a lot of decks. And that's where Vet Deck comes along. We, I, let me tell you, I chop people's decks up. I like, because <laughs> in 20 seconds, I like, that's how long brands are taking a look at your deck. Yeah. Unless you're sitting down having a meeting, like it's very, I'm browsing through this to pull out the information I need. So like, I don't need you to send me a 20 page deck. Like, I don't need, you know, 10 paragraphs about who you are and uh, I don't need any of that stuff. So it's kind of easy for me to chop through like, oh, no, take this out, put this here, move this here, move that here. So it's, you know, it's easy to digest for, for the brands that are looking at it. Oh yeah. And you know, it's crazy because that's how I met Inovia. I heard her name on a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm driving I think I was driving I'm like hold up okay Inovia Inovia I kept saying I'm like I don't know how to spell it I'm gonna figure it out I'm gonna google it I got home I google it I found her on Facebook I sis I once again you hear me call say it all the time I slide in those DMs those instruments sure did I sure did (laughs) (laughs) and she responded and we've been cackling ever since like we talked on the phone for like an hour the first time we talked neither one of us have an hour yeah No, but it was like, yeah, girl, this and that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was very happy. But, and, and, you know, it's, that's literally what it's about. That's how I meet people all the time. Like, oh, somebody else mentioned you. Somebody else told you. And, you know, it's good to have that kind of verbal sponsorship from people. Oh, yeah. Because that's what, you know, that's what propels you. The word of mouth is so powerful. Yeah, it is. And, and doing great work. Your work speaks for itself. I mean, your ethic, how you treat people. Like she said, other people could out-design her, but they couldn't out-perform her people skills and her attention to detail, like knowing that that's what people want. You don't have to always go big. Um, and I love what you said about that first deck. Like, I know initially, a lot of times, like even now, I've, I change it up kind of depending on the brand. Sometimes I might just reach out and send my brand video and tell them a little bit about my brand, and mm-hmm. they circle back. Um, sometimes as opposed to just sitting in this big deck asking for money. Cause at the end of the day, I still think about it as human nature. I don't want people immediately emailing me, asking me to do something for them. Right. You know, right. Is, am I wrong or, you know, school is here. (laughs) That is no, that's a hundred percent. And it's like, you know, especially if it doesn't align with what my goals are. Yeah. Because everybody has, you know, their own goals at work, just like with any job, you have your goals. So if you're like, Oh, I'm having a race for kids. Can you provide me with Tito's? It's like, like, no, you're wasting my time. (laughs) True. You're cluttering my inbox. Like, why are you here? Why are you bothering me? Or people who don't really have a clear ask. Um, Yeah. Okay. So one of the questions I get all the time, how much is too much to ask for the first time? Like, what should you expect? I know that there's no right answer no set answer but let's just give give some people some help and some guidance here like when you're first reaching out to someone you've never done in this let's say an event you've never done this event you've never done this this banquet or whatever it is you've never worked with this person should you ask them for fifty thousand dollars like how does that work you should ask them for money but not in your deck or not in your email like you should ask them for money when you have that call and see what their goals are one it um it lets you know where they are if they do have budget and it allows you to not leave money on the table. So you don't want to go into a situation where you're like, you know, we need $10,000 for this event and blah, blah, blah. And in the brand's head, they're like, well, we need to sponsor something at 25 
and they haven't said it to you, but you know, you're out here pitching your heart and soul out and you're like, I'm going to have this many people. And they're like, Oh, well, if you want to give it to me for 10, then I'm going to take 10. So, um, valuing your work is one of the hard things, but also asking for money on the first shot is, um, I don't recommend it if you don't have a relationship built already, because you still have to build that relationship. So to me, if you're asking for money on that first shot, it's probably because you haven't planned right. And now you need the money for the event. Mm -hmm. So if you're planning minimum six months, minimum, ideally 12, if you're planning a year out, it's a totally different conversation. Right. Right. You're not stressed. You, you know, you got time. You're not pressed mm-hmm. on people. I get it. I totally and you, get it. And you have time to build that relationship. Like um, even with Black Tech, checks that we're getting in now are from people that came to our first event at the end of 2015. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah. yeah, and now we're getting the type of checks that we've, that we wanted. Same thing here. Like I literally this year has been much more fruitful based off of people I've been reaching out to since the first day I started pitching Brunch and Slay. And I launched in 2016. Literally, I don't just ask them for money and follow up. I don't care if they don't respond. I don't stop emailing them. I say, hey, happy holidays. These are the things we did this year. Uh, This is how we're growing. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) No, no. for real, for real. Yes. Like, I will roll up in your yoga class and be like, dog dog, and next to you. And then you get Don't let me find that out. Hey girl, I will run into you at an event. I love your lipstick. Like I will find you. Um, and we're going to build this relationship. And, you know, fortunately I'm at a, a point in my career where I get to work with people that I like. Like if I don't like a brand, I'm not reaching out. Um, and I realign our missions completely. And that's another thing that's important when you are securing sponsorship, making sure that you're aligned with that brand in every way possible. I mean, even some of the brands that we work with, like Airbnb is a national, um, a national partnership that I bought to Black Tech Charlotte and um, the client that you heard talk about me, Vita Robinson, um, from Nomadness Tribe, was another deal I did for them. You know, they get into their hot water with their racial tent, you know, with their racist hosts and stuff, but they 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 recover quick. Like, you know, they they try not to have it at all. So the fact that they do work with Black Tech Charlotte and they do work with Nomadness Tribes is a testament to they do want us to do well because they know a lot of people, you know, are using Airbnb to pay their rent in, in large cities. Yeah. And, and honestly, in a company like that, you really, how could they possibly vet every single little cuckoo who is renting out their place? You never know. I mean, people hide things all the time. So that one, you have to cut a little slack. This isn't like an ad that someone let out, you know, uh, and nobody caught that it would make a child depict a child as a monkey. We're talking about something totally different. <laughs> More Brunch and Slay after this. Studio headphones are premium ear modules with over 24 hours of active battery life. They have tons of designs to choose from, from traditional over-the-head headphones to wireless earbuds. They sync easily with any device offering a Bluetooth, and they even give you an auxiliary cord for those days when you just aren't feeling it. They're on a mission to revolutionize the way people see headphones. After all, headphones are truly an accessory, and they also ship free worldwide. So head over to studio.com, use the code Brunch and Slay for 15% off of your order. And now back to our interview with Inovia Bedford. 
So yeah, you know, Airbnb, you can't really compare, but I get what you're saying. They are making sure that no one can really say that because they're already, and it's not just, of course, in a business sense, it's strategic. They're making sure that no one can say that about them. But at the same time, they have people that realize the value in connecting with community because the world is multifaceted, multicolored, multi, multicultural, and all those coins spin the same. So who cares? Absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, word. And, you know, people do use it to pay their rent, even though there are these reports that, um, like, in certain inner city neighborhoods, like, people who aren't Black have similar properties and they're able to charge like 30% more. But listen, when I was in Jersey, I was using Airbnb all the time to book my apartment up. I won't even front. I don't blame you, especially yeah. in places like that. I mean, yeah. and, and, and just period. I would do that here, being in Houston. If I'm near where the, uh, the like the Super Bowl or something like that, people were renting out their houses left and right. It's crazy not to. I'm just glad that it's available. Yeah, CIAA uh, in Charlotte and All Stars is going to be here next year. So like, you know, everybody is... Um, getting definitely getting set up for that but yeah make sure that what your what your brand says is aligning with companies that have those same missions and figure out what it really boils down to figuring out what the company needs and what their goals are for the year that you want to work with them yeah so what are three things that people can do like or should do for sure number one they should know the goals they should make sure they're talking to companies that align with their goals number one what's what's two other things finding the right person um a lot of times people are like, I'm going to email this random person in the company, which is good if you think that person's going to introduce you to the right person, but finding the decision maker who is going to be able to cut the checks, um, get sort of a lot of busy work and a lot of um, aimless meetings. And number three is definitely to, to price your event accordingly. Uh, if you have an event that you know has 50 people and you want 50 thousand dollars those people better be like Beyonce <laughs> right Mariah. they're gonna have like a, a million impressions by themselves every time they blink like seriously right that's like you know you gotta have some for 50 people that you know that's a thousand dollars a person uh, for this brand to get in front of so you know you want to make sure that you're not asking for astronomical numbers and that your um that your data is together your demographics have to be together. You need to know exactly who you're targeting um, to know what brands to really reach out to. Right, okay, so you said find the right decision maker. What kind of questions can they ask to find the right decision maker? Hey, are you the person who cuts the check? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I would do that and you would. I said, I'm with you, you know what? And you know what, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna leave it where it is because I'm so tired of people wanting to take shortcuts. It is what it is. Sometimes you got to get uncomfortable. I know yeah. everybody is not as boisterous or probably in your face as you and I are. Like, I don't think you and I yeah. both cry over. No, I know I won't. Who yeah, gets, I don't. Like on to the next one, you know, yeah. I know. But my thing is get, get some thick skin, get you a glass of wine, send those emails, have it ready and do not send a cut and paste email, make it further. You're asking people for 20 and $30,000. I think they deserve a custom email. <laughs> give them a get girl. Give you better give them a custom email you better you know sometimes you have to get on planes and get facetime with people for you know we were doing um one of our deals with airbnb instagram was having this juneteenth event um and my partner hit me up and she's like yeah instagram invited us to this juneteenth event and and i was like they're like down the block from airbnb airbnb crew is gonna be there you gotta go and she was just like i was like 
like you're going. I can't go because I have a little baby. But you have to go and you have to build those relationships. So sometimes you got to spend money to make money sometimes. I so, agree. Yeah. So getting in front of people gives it a different feel behind just being behind email. Pick up the phone and call. Um, you know, usually there's somebody in the office. Um, my favorite thing for people's cell phones that I need to talk to is Slide Dial. Do you use Slide Dial? No, what is it? Let me write it down. What is it? So Slide. Sly, S-L-Y-D-I-A-L. So I like Slydial because I don't like to talk on the phone. And I don't like to call people and interrupt their day because I don't like my day being interrupted. So what Slydial does is it connects you directly to people's voicemail. Oh, well, so, hello. Yeah, so, so it's for cell phones. Um, but, you know, most people have their cell phones on their cards now. So it puts the ball in their court. And they know that you're trying to reach them. So, you know, I'll just leave a message like, hey, sorry, I couldn't catch you. Um, you know, either email me back or call me back. And usually people will get back to you, you know, at their convenience. But I just, as a, as a marketer, I know that when I'm pumping and moving and people are calling me that I don't know that I've never spoken to and we don't have a scheduled call, mm -hmm. I'm like, what do you want? Yeah. Um, yeah, give action items in your email when you do, you know, pitch. Like, hey, are you available for a call? this day, here's my link to my Calendly or my Acuity. I use Acuity. You know, schedule at your earliest convenience. Follow up and make sure you send recaps. You got to recap. I was, um, I was doing, I did a deal with Arizona, um, Arizona Ice Tea, and I sent them a recap of the event. And the person wrote me back and she was like, thank you. So it was like such a sin sincere thank you. She's like, oh my God, thank you so much. Like nobody does this. And I said, what do you mean nobody does it? She's like, I don't get recaps at all. Wow. I'm like, so you out here cutting checks and sending people stuff and they don't <laughs> even have the courtesy to say, hey, this is how the event went. Hey, here are the hashtags from it. Hey, this is, you know, what the event produced. And I've had a longstanding relationship with them because of that. Mm -hmm. So it's, 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 Literally, sponsorship is all about relationship building. Yes. So lots of gems here, people. Lots of gems. This is the next level. I wanted to make sure I had Inovia on because I know she is a veteran. I'm a newbie and all I can do is share with you what I've done and me being bold and just being brave and just wearing it out. I'm like, I try every day. So somebody has to say yes. But even... <laughs> Just knowing that, and then it really is about the relationships. It's harder, if somebody meets you in person, it's really hard for them to say no. And if they say no, they'll, they will try to find a way to work with you in the future. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm gonna keep running back in my mind. As long as you keep making yourself a touch point, make sure you keep reaching out to them, make sure you keep following up. Now you said follow up. What other ways besides a recap can you follow up? I know you said give them a call to action. So is that what you're talking about when you say follow up? Yeah, like, well, so when you're doing your email, that's when you're going to do like, hey, you know, schedule time with me so we could talk here. Hey, let's meet. You know, I can do an in-person recap. I can do uh, whatever you need. I can do. Um, but most importantly, when you are initially reaching out, make sure you have a next step. So that's like, let's get on the phone. Let's meet for coffee. Let's further this relationship. You know, a lot of people now have so many different hustles. You got to, you know, Google the person and see what they like. There are people that I found their secret blogs and I've written them like, hey, girl, saw your blog post about this. Wink, wink. When can we chat? You know, so connecting on that kind of level with people takes it from, you know, takes it to a different level. All of the people that have sponsored my events, for the most part, when they go to different companies, I work with them at whatever company they're at. Mm-hmm. I can see that. And yeah. it makes it easier for them. When they know you're going to do good work, they're going to always, you make them look good. 
Yeah, you, um, I get emails like, hey, I'm not at this company anymore. I'm at, you know, this next company. When I get my foot in there and I see what's needed, I'm definitely going to reach back out because when you add that kind of value, one, it makes them look good. Two, it makes their job easier. Yeah. <laughs> so if you know somebody can produce what you need and you're like, oh, I know she got this and they're going to use you over and over again no matter where they go and they're going to refer. I've had brands refer other brands to me and I'm like, yes, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yes. Thank yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So I, I think, you know, that was definitely, I know not, I think, I know that was some helpful information. I hope you guys in, enjoyed that. And definitely, you know, we're going to make sure you know where to find Enovio, how to reach out to her. Vet Deck will be live by the time this, this airs. So you will definitely be able to reach out to her. Now, will they be able to hire your services? Uh, for those people who say, I don't have time to make a deck. Will they be able to hire you to make a deck for them? Yes. So we do provide um, deck services. We provide consulting, but we do not pitch. So you're going to have to do the heavy lifting yourselves. Um, but we definitely guide you through that process through vet deck. We do the matching and the pitching. So when that launches, it'll be launched by the time this is out. Um, that'll be amazing. But we also do offer one-on-one uh, -on -one consulting services. Yay. So everything you need. And, and, and I'm not making fun of those folks who don't. I know we all have our different areas of strengths. You know, for me, I, being a small business, I do everything. So yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't have the luxury of outsourcing many things. So that's something I just take my time. I listen to podcasts, I Google and I find people <laughs> yeah. like Inovia and I make them my friends. <laughs> And then I'm like, yeah, let me see what you got going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in the spirit of brunch and slave, what area of your life are you currently slaying besides racking in those dollars? <laughs> oh, man, that's a good question. Um, I think that I'm, that my, my day job, I'm, I'm pretty much slaying. Um, right now, I have about... $850,000 in loans in my pipeline. Woo. Yeah. So right now I'm at a 75% approval rate. Um, so a lot of my loans are getting approved. So I'm, I'm about to, to give you all a little bit more information. So much like the VC world, um, the loan world is predominantly white and male. So 80% of fake loans by minority businesses are denied for, for business loans. So what that means is that if you're at a point for, for one reason or another, it could be because you don't have the equity injection. So if you're taking out a hundred thousand dollar loan, you need 10% of that someplace. It needs to be in an account. It needs to be, you know, chilling, doing something plus like three months of expenses plus full collateral, which means for every dollar that you borrow, you have to have a dollar worth of something for us to come and take if you don't pay. So that brings up a problem in our community because you know we out here trying to survive we're not right. even worried about thriving so if you want to take out a hundred thousand dollar loan you know to get your business to the next level you're like well i don't have 10 grand in an account anywhere because i've been paying my bills and putting it back into this business so you know most of us can't ask our parents or our cousins or like you know do a, a friend and family round um mm -hmm. So what my, my company does is we're a CDFI, which is a community development financial institution. So we basically provide funds for the, what are considered unbankable, which happen to be minority owned businesses, um, women owned businesses and veteran owned businesses. So by being able to lend money, provide capital, businesses are scaling. So I've had like $50,000 loans go through. Um, I had a $225,000 loan go through yesterday. 
Um, so it's really important and impactful in a place like Charlotte, where we are rated one of the top cities for minority businesses to be able to pour back into these businesses. So, you know, people call me where their loans go through, like, you don't know what this means. One person has one vehicle. Now they can buy additional vehicles so they can hire people. So now they're creating, um, you know, economic opportunities for other people. So yeah. I feel like I'm kind of slaying it there. I, I think so. I mean, pat yourself on the back. I mean, you have, based off, I mean, we talked before this, so I know you've had a kick, but couple of weeks, woman. I have. To you. I yeah. have. You I survived. Be, yeah, you should be doing all kind of little skip to Malouin around there. Do you have your Trader Joe's wine with you right now? You know, it is. I left it on the counter, so I'm looking at it. <laughs> I purposely left my drink in the kitchen because I knew if I started sipping while I was talking to you, this would be a two hour long podcast. So I didn't know what happened. Like that. You know what happened last time. <laughs> so, okay. So this Saturday you can brunch with anybody in the world, dead or alive. Who are you brunching with? This Saturday. Mm, I'm going to brunch with, oh, there's somebody that I love that I want to brunch with so bad. <gasps> Oh, is it? <laughs> Do you love them? <laughs> no, it's because I put you on the spot. It, Dad, I'm really bad at this. Wait. Oh, man. How come I can't think of anyone? I know there's someone. I put you on the spot. Because it's like, because my people aren't like the typical people. Like, I, I'm not going to say like Oprah or like Beyonce. It's somebody real, real random. <laughs> I'm going to have to tweet it out later. Yes, you tweet it out later. You circle back. You let me know. I'll put yeah. it in the like when, when I figure it out, because I'm trying to figure out if it's like, is it a brunch where like I can have alcohol and stuff? Because then maybe I don't want to say the wrong thing because this might be a person I want to ask for money. But then <laughs> alcohol, that might be better. Because when I do ask people for um, money with alcohol, it goes really well. That's how I actually, Tito's is one of our sponsors. So we keep it in the office. Um, and Tito's did close me a deal the week before last week. <laughs> yes, but that, you know, that's my dream to, 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 when I finally move into a brick and mortar for brunch and slay is to have my own little, you know, bar cart in my office, like madman. I've always yeah. wanted an office where I can go, you know, when, when, it, when I need those creative juices flowing, I'll have that there. I got to figure out if I can share that with employees. Probably not. It'll be my stash, but I will. I don't know. We share. We got Tito's and Jack Daniels is one of our sponsors. We did a VIP event with them on Friday um, at this great restaurant here, Loft and Cellar. So, um, and Jack did like a three-part tasting for us, a five-part tasting, actually. It was um, three, um, not shots, but like three chilled and two cocktails. And they have these really cool VR sets where you can take a tour of their distillery. Ah. Yeah, so that was a tech component. So they came and did that. And then we had a fireside chat with um, one of our sponsors, Dayrunner, um, which is a company here. It's, it's so dope. Black dude from New York. He's hella dope. He's straight up New York hustle. Um, his story is just amazing on how he built this company um, with no tech background. He has a, a, two whole tech companies. So Dayrunner is essentially the um, the... Uber of courier services. So oh. it's like courier on demand. So um, he has a deal with Amazon, which is crazy. And with um, American Red Cross. So they do a lot of transportation of blood. Oh, wow. Yeah, like blood and organs. And they do, are doing the Amazon home deliveries and stuff. So he's in 10 cities and he has 900 drivers here who are all independent. And it's better than Uber because they make real money. Like these guys are making six figures. Um, wow. 
yeah, driving. So that was dope to hear him talk and just and just hear his story and um, have him come on as a partner. Maybe I'd have brunch with him. Marvin is cool. Okay, see, it all comes back full circle. Yes. So where can everybody follow you? How can they support you? Because you already know they're going to be, if you don't tell them where, they're going to be emailing me and DMing me trying to find you. So They're going to be in my my DMs. Yes. Um, You can be my Facebook friend, Eddie Novia Bedford. Uh, You can find me on Instagram, N-O-V-E-Y dot B, Novi B. Um, Make sure you check out Black Tech Interactive. We're Black Tech Interactive. And also the plug. I didn't even talk about the plug, which is um, the daily source of Black Tech News. Um, that is, uh, the, uh, it's under the Build the Good umbrella um, with Black Tech Charlotte. So we, we run the plug, which is awesome. If you want to find out about Black business news, it's curated. So we pull from all over. We have like grant opportunities, funding opportunities, pitch contests, speaking opportunities. We do a whole bunch of cool stuff there. So follow the plug daily on the Instagram. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the Twitters at NoVB. I'm not that hard to find. I thought y'all could find me. Y'all gonna find <laughs> yes yes and the plug seriously i've told i think i've mentioned that on the show but you guys definitely should follow it's just a good little dose of what's happening who's to shine who's getting a light shine on them who's flourishing it's very important that we know about other businesses and people in tech and people who are being innovative because a lot of times we don't see that and we don't we're not in the headlines we're not getting the stories uh, printed about us so it's good to see people who look like you who are shining and winning yes well, Inovia, as always, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show <laughs> and to yeah, chat with thank you. you. No, thank you for sharing. I think you definitely dropped lots of knowledge. I mean, you schooled us. I can't wait to come to Charlotte. Uh, yes. I definitely want to come to some Black Tech stuff for oh, sure. Oh, yes. Come yeah. on out. We yes. can't wait to have you. I got I to gotta get on the email list so I know what's coming up so I can pop in there. Oh, yeah. We're going to have... Um... Uh, Sherelle is doing her master's in data journalism at Columbia and she's done in May. So um, where we're located is this place called Camp North End. So we have a 1200 square foot space and we have a garage door and these big swings outside. So we open up the garage door when it's nice out. So we're going to have a BBQ at the HQ. Oh, I love that. That's going to be fun. That's going to be a good time. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, y'all, make sure you support Inovia. Make sure you follow her. Make sure if you are loving the show as much as I am loving creating it for you every week, go ahead and review us. Give us a five-star rating and a few lines. It doesn't have to be long. And just show, show us some love. If you really love what you're hearing, go ahead and share it with your friends. And don't forget to subscribe. And until next time, I am Amira, and this is Punch and Slice.